Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. Hello and welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're continuing our series, Somehow I Manage, reviewing The Office. We're now on season eight. Podnecks for sponsoring this ad for this episode. Use the promo code Cinema Gold for 10% off your order. Looking back at my review at the office season seven, I had hoped that the writing staff would have a better handle of the upcoming season, seeing how Michael Scott was sent off. Unfortunately, that's not what happened in season eight. The stories and characters are all over the map. Season 7 ended without revealing the next branch manager, Dunder Mifflin Scranton. The question was answered soon enough in the season premiere. The list with Andy sitting in the corner office. Choice wasn't out of left field. It had some potential to bring new flavor to the show. The insecure manager who is in over his head and knows it, rather than the incompetent ma- manager 
we've had for seven seasons. But instead of properly cultivating Andy as a manager, they had him share the spotlight with James Spader from Robert, California. Even when Andy did try to flex his managerial muscles as in Garden Party in Gettysburg, the storylines were too absurd to accept as a legitimate character development, yet not funny enough to make it worth pushing the reality of the show to an even more extreme degree. Speaking of Garden Party in Gettysburg, this season, there were quite a few outings that took the characters away from their office this year, including an entire arc set in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm assuming that this was to change things up and attempt to keep things fresh, but it didn't exactly work. There were times, like in Pool Party, where it felt like I was watching a different series. An office spinoff, perhaps. Instead of the show, I knew and love. It was always a problem with the locations themselves, but with the writing. By the time Andy and Aaron crashed a stranger's bachelor party to break up with his bland girlfriend, I wish they'd been part of a different show. I'm not a fan of the Andy and Aaron relationship last season. Andy pined for Aaron while she was dating Gabe, so I guess it was Aaron's turn to carry the torch. But they didn't bother to give her any personality or defining characteristics, so I wasn't rooting for either side. There was also a potential romantic entanglement between Andy and Robert White's Robert's wife and Mrs. California, but that went nowhere. The last few episodes of the season devoted a good deal of screen time getting Andy and Aaron back together, which proved to be a bit of a letdown. After a run of some of the best episodes in a long time, these episodes made up the previously mentioned Tallahassee arc, which demonstrated that there is life and laughs left in this show when they get it right. Beginning with the episode Special Projects, we get a great business-related arc centered around the launch of the Sabre Store down in Florida. It was a silly idea, but the characters involved made it interesting and fun. We had some great moments between Dwight and Jim during that arc. Dwight got a chance to experience both the thrill and the stress of leadership, while Jim had his hands full fending off the affections of crazy Kathy. That little drama resolved better than I'd hoped. I enjoyed seeing Jim squirm and being forced to turn to Dwight for help. Their scenes together were some of the best of the whole season. Poor Kathy was punished for her actions by being banished from the show, never to be mentioned again. Ryan was true to character, taking a big game, talking a big game, but ultimately choking when his big moment came. And of course, we'll never forget you, Florida Stanley. For everyone else in the office, the stories were relatively minor. Pam and Angela both had babies named Philip, but the origin of Angela's pregnancy had much more intrigue to it. There were hints all along that the father of Angela's baby was not her possibly her state senator husband, but the issue resided on the back burner for the majority of the season. It wasn't until the finale that Dwight finally took the initiative to get the kid tested. We still don't even know the outcome, though they left little room for doubt. The only other plot of note was the subdued and sweet courtship of Daryl and the new warehouse foreman, Val. Val was one of the better new characters introduced this season. I also appreciated the expanded role of Nate 
Dwight's former handyman who became a warehouse worker in the lotto. He's like created the warehouse, stealing entire scenes with just a line or two. You be sure every season in the office has its ups and downs. It used to be that the peaks were steeper than the valleys. Now it's the opposite. At this time, last season, I didn't think the writers and cast had another season in them. And yet, next week, we'll be into season nine. At this point, you're too invested in the characters to give up on the show entirely. And by the end of this season, we see David Wallace in charge again, but with big changes in store and potential departures. It's hard to see how the show will recover the ground it's lost throughout the season. And now let's give out some Dundies. But once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Use promo code SEMIGOL for 10% off your order. Pondex are a tool you can use to grow your podcast. Engage with listeners, increase your downloads and your listens. So let's get on with the show. So, best cold openings of season eight, starting with number one, is closing time. Andy sings closing time around the office every day. Not everyone is happy about it. Except for Stanley, who knows that when the song hits, it's time to leave. Second one, Jim pranks Dwight by placing meatballs in odd spots to make Stanley laugh. However, it's not what you think it is. And number three, Dwight wakes up the entire Tallahassee team in the hotel extremely early for their project. Number four, Dwight and Gabe have a leg curl competition. And you're seeing them soar when they have to walk into the conference room. Number five, Oscar makes a It Gets Better video, but is interrupted by Robert, Kelly, and Kevin. All trying to chime in. And now on to my favorite episodes. Starting with number five, Angry Andy. I've already stated how I very much hate Nelly taking over Andy's manager position. And this episode continues that storyline. Andy comes back from Florida with Aaron to discover his office and job taken. When he confronts Nellie about it, all she can say is, nope. Even Robert California takes Nellie's side. So it's very frustrating to watch when Nellie and Robert are so unlikable and Andy is so likable from a character standpoint. At this point, you just want the show to get rid of Robert and Nellie forever because it feels like they are ruining it. Not only are they unlikable, but Nellie gets close to tarnishing the show. When Andy finally stands up for himself at the end, he is fired. So it creates curiosity as to what will happen next. 
Lastly, Kelly is introduced to someone else, and Ryan is desperate to get her back. But Kelly chooses the other guy. Not very interesting, but considering their long, strange relationship throughout the show, makes you wonder how long it will be before the two are back together again. And at number four is a lotto. This is Andy's revenge episode. After convincing David Wallace to buy back Thunder Mifflin, he plots his delicious moment to reveal this to the office, but he does it in typical Andy over dramatic fashion. By trying to convince people he's a drunken janitor at rock bottom, he believes his moment will be extra delicious, but it just doesn't work out for him the way he figures. Still, I love what is all happening. David Wallace is once again CEO, just like the glory days. Andy replaces the dreadful Nelly as the rightful regional manager. Robert California is leaving. After a lackluster season eight, the season finale ends on a high note. that gives us a lot of hope for the next season. And after all of that, this episode strongly suggests that Dwight is the father of Angela's child. And my next favorite is Free Family Portrait Studio. This is it. My bad. I accidentally swept a, swapped the last two. Lotto. Daryl is a primary player in this episode, and he really brings it down. I love Daryl's character in this show, but in this episode, he's annoying with zero motivation and is just fire me antics. After the warehouse crew wins the lottery, and he wasn't part of it. Just wasn't the Daryl we know. There were some funny parts, though, such as Oscar busting out the car window at the beginning for the dog inside. Stanley, after his lunch was stolen, Kevin's creative idea to load the boxes faster, and Creed's classic line of, I've already won the lottery. I was born in the U.S. of A, baby. So at number two now is Pool Party. Before Robert California sells his mansion, he decides, with Kevin's idea, to throw one last hurrah. Inviting the office over that night, there's a lot of good parts in this one and f- that are fun to watch. The swimming pool chicken fights, the skinny dipping, the Ryan versus Gabe competition, Jim desperately trying to leave the party, Oscar and Toby's wine talk, and everyone having an overall good time. Kevin's remark to Val of, that's racist, when, asked, when she asked him if Daryl doesn't swim, was hilarious too. This is just one of those lighthearted episodes that I love about the show, where nothing is too serious, and everyone is just having a good time. And the number one episode that I liked is Spooked. It's the eighth season's Halloween special, most memorable thing was Robert California's spooky tale at the very end. Throughout the episode, he discreetly gathered what everyone's biggest fear was and combined them all his tale as he told it. It was a very, very strange tale. And for that reason alone, it was memorable. This episode didn't deliver much else, though. Like always, I enjoy seeing the different costumes everyone in the office dressed up in but the Andy Aaron back and forth was uninteresting, as well as the other biggest storyline about Pam and Jim's different beliefs about ghosts. The 
funniest scene, without a doubt, was when Gabe's cinema the unsettling played on the TV in front of everyone and seeing everyone's reactions, especially Stanley's, after the scene shot to him in his car. And now that Dundee for a worst opening is planking. This is one of the, I think, cheesiest that I've seen. Not a big fan it's, of. Don't try blanking. It's And the worst episode of season eight. Doomsday. Here begins the worst run of office episodes in the entire series. Doomsday and the three episodes that follow are just not up to snuff. In this one, Robert California complains about all the workplace blunders, and Dwight installs a doomsday device that'll fire all the employees and virtually shutter the branch if too many mistakes are made. How? Emails are auto-sent to Robert. If a threshold is met, when it actually happens, Pam has to appeal to Dwight, and their game of chicken almost saves the episode. Almost. Dwight isn't at his best. While the main plot is goofy with no real stakes, some other strange things happen. Andy sings closing time at the end of each day. Gabe tries to impress Val and ask her out. Jim plays with Robert and Squash. Most people do not remember this episode, especially after watching the series. It's completely forgettable. And the Dundee for best episode is Trivia. The episode is funny and enjoyable throughout its entire 22 minutes. The opening is funny when the office is on their historic silent streak. 20 minutes when Kevin takes a bite of a candy bar and says, Oh yeah. And the premise of this episode is the office going to a bar in Philadelphia to compete in a trivia contest to win enough money to help reach the monthly quarterly. This leads to many funny moments as the good timers group of Kevin, Aaron, Kelly, and Meredith wind up winning the whole thing. Some of the answers given, whether right or wrong, were hilarious. Like Kelly knowing who won NBA's Sixth Man of the Year award because of keeping up with the Kardashians, and Jim and Daryl getting into Rome. And Dwight traveling down to Tallahassee to interview for a COO position had its moments as well. Definitely the best season, best episode of the season. And like we just mentioned, Best moment of season eight, Kevin leading his team to victory in the fluke of the century. You can never expect Kevin to actually come to the clutch when he's needed and win the trivia contest. And love him or hate him, Dundee for best character goes to Robert California. Originally only brought in for one-time cameo, Robert California played by the voice of Ultron himself, James Spader. It's a hard character to read, but still one of my personal favorites. As Jim perfectly put it, put it, he creeps me out, but I think he might be a genius. And the best prank 
You've been meatballed. I actually enjoyed this oh. prank oh. the most of the season. What is this? A, a meatball? Especially how it all really? played out at the end. Which the last part surprised me. It's always more fun to mess with Dwight with an audience. That was usually Pam. So now that she's out, I had to find someone else. Turns out that Stanley is quite the comedy fan. But not everything makes him laugh. He has very specific tastes. Through a painstaking process of trial and error, I found out what he likes. And it's really weird. Jim, come on. So juvenile. What the? You've been meatballed. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for some meatball? Oh, man. <laughs> this is not very clever, Jim. I know. <laughs> Look for your stapler. <laughs> really, Jim? Really? <laughs> very funny. <laughs> okay, good day. What's a hole? 32 meatballs. Good day. <laughs> that idiot's been feeding us for a week. We'll never have to buy meatballs again. <laughs> and that is the end of this episode. Thank you for watching. Let us know what your thoughts are on this season of The Office. Did you enjoy it? Did you feel like it was falling apart throughout the season? Let us know in the comments section below. Be sure to like and subscribe to this video. And uh, follow us on Twitter at CinemaGold2. And if you like what we are a product, you can support the show and the podcast by buying us a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash cinema gold. Thank you, and we'll see you again later. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema gold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinema gold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.